welcome to another episode of Self-Help Witch. I am Dee Michelle. I'm your host, and I am uh, coming to you from under a weighted blanket on the mend from a week-long fever. <laughs> yeah, that's been super fun. If you follow me on IG, I've been a little quiet because I've been recovering. And if you don't follow me on IG, why not? <laughs> Aren't we friends? <laughs> Come uh, hang out with me at Self Help Witch. Seriously, DM me and say hi. So, anyway, yeah, I've been sick and it's crazy. I haven't been sick in like over 10 years. I mean, sick, sick, right? Like for days with a fever and whatnot. And I went to two different doctors and neither knew what I had. I just had a fever. I had no other symptoms. And they were like, Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, like I. I don't know what else to tell you. So I got a random antibiotic and it seems to be working. (laughs) So cool. But anyway, the point is I'm feeling better now, thankfully. And that's great news because I have a great episode for us this week with a friend of mine, Mackenzie from Shine Human Design. Yes, an interview episode. So Mackenzie, I find really inspiring because she has... As the title of the episode implies, she has had the courage to do her own thing, specifically in the realm of her career. Now, what I'm really excited about with these interview episodes is the kind of structure that we're going to start to use. We'll talk with the guest about who they are and kind of get to know their journey and how they arrived at wherever they're at whenever we talk to them. And then from there, we'll look at their birth chart. So I will have Mackenzie's birth chart in the show notes. If you don't really know anything about birth charts, don't worry because I'm going to explain what we're talking about as we're talking about it. And then at the end, we'll hear from the guest about their tip, trick, uh, modality, whatever they want to offer as something for us to take with us moving forward in our journey as well. So not only will we get to know these amazing people that we'll be interviewing, but we'll get their firsthand tips and tricks on what's worked best for them. Now, several episodes ago, I mentioned that I've had this podcast in my brain for a while. You know, I had it in my mind for at least nine months before I went ahead and uh, published it. And I always knew that I wanted to interview practitioners, spiritual and wellness practitioners, about how they came to do the kind of work that they're doing and their own healing journey. Because I knew that that would have been so helpful for me to hear as I was going through my own stuff. Last summer, I had the chance to give Mackenzie a birth chart reading. She was actually one of the first people that I gave a chart reading to. And I remember I was so nervous, (laughs) obviously, because it's kind of, you know, you don't know if you're going to do a good job or not um, when you're new at something. But what I've learned since that chart reading with Mackenzie and all the ones I've done since then is that the chart will speak. It will tell you, you know, once you kind of know what you're looking at, the chart will speak to you. And that's what happened with Mackenzie. And I remember just telling her what I saw and her being like, yes, exactly, exactly. And what we ended up talking about was a lot about how She was meant to rewrite the rules in her life. She's an Aquarius rising, 
and her chart ruler Saturn is in her 10th house in uh, Scorpio. So I saw that as someone who is very good at laying the foundation and creating containers for transformation. And as soon as we had that experience together, I knew that Mackenzie would be a guest on this podcast because I knew that her story would be helpful to other people, especially those of us who are contemplating a big career move that her story would be really inspiring to hear. And of course, that her knowledge of human design would really resonate and help a lot of people as well. I know you guys are going to love Mackenzie so much. She's so articulate, so poised and well-spoken and so good at explaining what human design is. I'm not even going to try to do that here. I mean, I could, but she does such a good job of that that I'm not going to touch that right now. But what I will say is that what I want to do on this podcast is elevate and showcase as many healing and self-awareness modalities as possible. So yes, I am an astrologer and that is my modality of choice, I guess you could call it. But I think that and we talk about this in the episode as well, whatever works for you works for you. And sometimes it's the right tool for the right season. So we'll talk about what human design is and also, you know, how I personally use it in my life because there are some things human design helps me with that I don't necessarily get from astrology and vice versa. So I'm excited for us to dig into that. And Mackenzie is going to give us some very tangible, practical tips for how you can start exploring human design and how you can use it in your own self-awareness journey as well. Now, the last thing I'll mention before we get into the interview is a little bit of self-help witch news. I am offering Cosmic Mirror birth chart readings at this time. These are 30 minutes or 60 minutes, and they are totally up to you in terms of what we talk about. So if you're brand new to astrology, we can absolutely do like a lay of the land, and we can talk about any placements that you're curious about. If you perhaps have questions about career and what your most fulfilling work might be, we can absolutely talk about that. We can talk about relationships. We can talk about shadows. We can talk about your home and your family. Like literally any facet of your life, we can explore through the lens of your chart. Now, as far as what you get with the reading, it will be conducted via Zoom, so I will record it for you. I also, prior to the reading, take really detailed notes on your chart specific to uh, what your questions are, if you have them, as well as just my general noticings of your chart. So you will get those notes to keep forever, which will have the image of your actual chart in it. And then I'll also put the recording of our reading. So you'll have a nice little landing page with everything pertaining to our time together for your reference forever. And then after the reading, I also offer a 10-minute courtesy follow-up call where we can talk about any questions that have come up after you've had some time to process the reading. Because the thing is, when we get readings like this, sometimes it's info overload, especially if we're new to astrology. So I like to have that in place because I don't want you to feel like, I'm going to have questions and I'm not going to be able to ask them. 
I will always be here for you. And even if you do that 10 minute follow up and you still have questions later, I'm an email or a DM away. Like I am never going to leave you wondering something about your chart. You know, our relationship doesn't just end <laughs> after the reading is over. It is so important to me that you feel seen and supported. That is my number one goal with any chart reading. So if you're looking for somebody to help you understand your chart a little bit more deeply, to give you the tools to go deeper on your own with your chart in a loving, respectful way, I'm your girl. <laughs> okay? So without any further ado, let's talk to Mackenzie. All right. Well, I'm here today with my friend Mackenzie. She's a very talented human design reader. So I'd love to give her a chance to introduce herself before we get started. Hey, Dee. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about human design. Like you said, my name is Mackenzie and I'm from shinehumandesign.com because I really believe that when you're living your design, you are absolutely shining. <laughs> so oh my God, beautiful. A little bit about me. I'm a manifesting generator. My profile is a two, four, and I'm open emotional. So that's just a little bit about me. I'm your friendly human design reader who takes that super complicated chart, human design chart, and translates it into helpful tips and tricks for living your best life and becoming the person you came here to be. I feel like this is a perfect time to say just briefly, what is human design? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Yeah, absolutely. So human design is a combination of existing systems. So for example, it has things like the Chinese I Ching in it, like parts of Kabbalah, and then also conventional astrology is part of human design. So that's sort of like technically what it is, but what it actually like really is, is it's a map that tells you exactly who you came here to be. So I feel like it's a great place for people to start when they're on their self-discovery journey mm -hmm. because it gives you such a quick overview that you can really feel understood and really sort of gain that self-confidence back if you're questioning yourself or who you came to be. I love that. It really, it's what's reminding me of astrology right now, like the, the similarities, of course, you mentioned, you know, human design is somewhat rooted in astrology, but also that both of these tools can be used as a map. Like there's a there's truth in this chart about mm -hmm. who you are, why you're here. And it's not that the chart is like, the chart isn't who you are. It doesn't take away your personal sovereignty or power of choice, but it's just a reminder. It's something that's like a, a North Star sort of guidepost. Is that sort of how you see it? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is something that you can continually come back to, to learn and understand yourself deeper and deeper. Mm. And like you say, I really feel that there are so many different modalities out there. So I feel like whatever resonates with the listener the most is the most important way for them to go. 
And I feel like a combination of these modalities can be really helpful. So use astrology when it speaks to you and use human design when it speaks to you and use like the Enneagram if that speaks to you too. It's just one of many tools. And I really hope that people sort of discover human design and start like implementing that in their lives too. Hell yes. Okay. I love this so far. So another great moment to like learn a little bit more about you and how you came into the world of human design and your story too. Like you guys, this mm-hmm. Mackenzie's story is she was meant to do human design. Like it's, <laughs> it's that easy. So tell us a little bit about like how you came into this world. And so my story, I like to start with the fact that I am a proud corporate world dropout. I did the corporate world for a long time and the longer I was in it, I could no longer identify with the real me. Mm. And I wanted to have a space where I didn't feel like I had to be two different people. So I didn't feel like I could really be my true self in the corporate world. So yeah, I discovered human design and I started doing readings with families and friends. And at first I was so nervous because this was really like a whole new side of me. Mm-hmm. But then as I did the readings, their charts really resonated with them so well. And I was like, wow, there is something here. Not only did I start to understand my friends and my family on a deeper level, they were able to have immediate self-acceptance and self-confidence which is so rewarding to see. And then things just kind of took off. It was a very like written in the stars moment. (laughs) Yes. So I'm curious because like, you know, our paths are different, but I think what we have in common is this realization that like, this is not working anymore and I need to do something different. And I think a lot of people can relate to that when you talk about how you were like, well, this isn't for me. So I'm going to do something else. I'm like, that is amazing and also how did you do that because it takes a lot of courage to leave this established path especially because it seems like being in the corporate world you probably were you know praised for what you were accomplishing and it's you're not only walking away from the stability of what you've built but also the like acceptance and validation of other people in a lot of respects so how did you like have the courage to do that Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. And I do want to take credit for that because I think women are always like, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was just like fate and luck. But I did make conscious steps to change my life and in a new direction. And at the same time, I was also hugely supported by the universe, Mm. by my partner, which was very cool. And by my friends. So I received a huge gift where I was able to leave the corporate world like very easily. Mm. And that was such a sign for me that like, okay, I'm being supported and I need to go in this direction. Mm -hmm. And I had always been passionate about human design. And then I had my own chart read and I was like, wow, it resonated so, so deeply with me. And I was like, there's something more here. And I want to be able to share this with the world. So I used a lot of tools too. I I did a lot of self work. I did a lot of, like we talk about to be magnetic. So I, I did the work, I went deeper. That was part of it. 
course, like working with my therapist, of course, like studying human design. I trained with Jenna Zoe, which was really life changing because I love the way she presents things. And then just slowly, step by step, I was able to make those changes and embrace who I was becoming because it was sort of like a rebirth. I mean, you've been through this too. And so I didn't have a lot of acceptance from some more important people around me. And I think we talked about that with my astrological chart. There's sort of like a tension between sort of my, my family life, my parents and like what I'm doing. And so that dynamic was difficult for me, but I just like remembered like, this is just actually about me and my journey. And I'm supported in so many other ways that I just need to like keep going. And, and I did. I mean, it sounds like the self-awareness that you got from human design really like fortified your ability to do this. Like I know who I am and I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Therefore it sucks that you don't approve of it, but also I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, because when I read somebody's chart and it resonates, like that is all the validation I need. I'm just like, if I can give you this gift that you are able to go out there and be the person that you came here to be and change the world in your own, in like your own dynamic, like I literally don't need any more than that. Like, that's amazing. So you're reminding me of something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is that like self-development and self-help work, it is about us, but it's really about our contribution to humanity. It's about being a part of a larger community. And what I just heard you say is like, this is a way to make the world better. If we're here for a reason, which I think we both philosophically say, yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, Number one, and we're here to make the world a better place. Self-awareness helps us ensure that we're doing that in the way we're meant to do that. And human design is just one of those paths that can really like light that up for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's perfectly said. I totally agree. So let's take a look at Mackenzie's chart because it is just uncanny how much we see her path with human design in her chart. I love this. I love like talking about how I've been really supported to do this through astrology because we're sort of combining the two modalities, which is so So I'm Taurus Mm -hmm. sun, Leo moon and Aquarius rising. Yep. And I think when we did my chart, things like the Aquarius rising, like my life purpose is basically to rewrite the rules. Mm -hmm. I don't need permission. And that we saw that I'm sort of well equipped to lead in this area Mm -hmm. and having Saturn, I think you said ruling Aquarius, this really supports Uh deep transformations. Yes. is what we've gone through and what people go through when they come back to their true selves with human design or with astrology. A hundred percent. And I'm remembering too, as I'm looking at this, that Saturn is in Scorpio for you in your 10th house. So, mm-hmm. you know, we spoke about not only are we rewriting the rules, but we are laying new foundations in your career by helping people mm-hmm. transform in their Scorpio. So it was just like so clear cut, which is not always the case. And just to clarify, Mackenzie's chart ruler, which is Saturn, is her chart ruler because Saturn is the ruler of her first house, which is Aquarius. What's clear cut about it is the ruler of the first house is going to give us very specific information about the direction of the life. 
So Mackenzie's chart ruler, Saturn, is in her 10th house of career and public contribution, which is to say that Saturnian themes of establishing boundaries, creating a container for something in her house of career are very much the path of her life. And because Saturn in the 10th is in the sign of Scorpio, Scorpio is deeply about transformative experiences. It wants to exhume things from beneath the depths and then really see what's down there. So all of that put together made me go, wow, she was meant to do this kind of one-on-one transformative human design work. Exactly. Um, Yep, definitely. And I think we also saw things like there was a lot of tension between my home life and career. And so here we kind of classified home life as sort of like my parents in that environment. And there's definitely some tensions in my chart. For example, we looked at how Mars opposes Saturn. And this is sort of like a lot of shadow around what I've been made to feel ashamed of. For example, I used to get in trouble for talking so much and I felt shame around being that person. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like, oh wait, actually it's my superpower and people who want to hear what I have to say will listen. And that's really a gift. Absolutely. Yes. So you have Mars and Gemini, one degree away from where my Mars is and also in Gemini. <laughs> and so I was like really excited to talk to you about that because I know how, like, the curiosity runs deep. Like, it's just like, I want to know everything. And (laughs) for you, it's in your fifth house of like pleasure and self-expression. So I could see how like important it was to you to feel heard and to be able to communicate, but that that would also perhaps cause some problems with, like you said, the opposition. But the, the cool thing about your chart is not just that, like it so clearly speaks to what you're doing now, but that as you said, we can see how the things that were challenging were also the gifts that you had. That Mm -hmm. was, these were experiences you needed to have in order to get to where we are now in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's been the whole transition of moving. I think in, in our life, we move from the South node to the North node, correct? That's sort of the direction we should travel. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like an evolutionary astrology perspective, which I don't know a ton about, but I have definitely, Mm -hmm. I've heard that before for sure. Mm -hmm. So then going from my South node, which I think is an Aquarius to your South node is in Scorpio. It's up by Oh, is in Scorpio Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my North nodes in Taurus. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So going from that to the North node, which is more like home, stable life, like like more stability environment, things like that. That is sort of like a big challenge that I'm trying to embrace right now. And, you know, that was sort of tricky. I remember when I was reading your chart, it was a little, um, it almost seemed to like speak to the opposite of what we were saying, which is like, you're moving toward um, individuation in your career, right? With Saturn conjunct your MC and in your 10th house, Mm -hmm. we were talking a lot about like you really building new structures, building new containers for transformation in your career yet we've got the north node in the fourth house like opposing all that and so Mm -hmm. it's you know when I see it now like and I don't know if I said this when we did your chart at first but what I'm seeing now is like 
a synthesis, like finding a way to really bring the two together so that right now there might be like a disconnect between home and career. And, but that tension is necessary for some reason in the lifetime. And eventually what we're coming back to is a, a more harmonious connection between home and career. Yes. Like finding that balance. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love this. I love revisiting my chart because it gives me like renewed energy and excitement for these things. Good. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Like your chart is always revealing itself to you, but I'm sure it's the same in human design. Like there is so much information. Yes. And the archetypes that are depicted here are, we could never like, we could never know how they're going to play out through our whole lives right now. It Mm -hmm. takes time and experience and living your life for these symbols to really reveal themselves. So mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, we, we have great insight now, but the more you come back to it, the more you get. Absolutely. Right. Because it's like a leveling up, like you will have sort of accomplished this one thing in your life that you were supposed to, you know, achieve or succeed or, you know, pass over. And then you get to the next level where then you continue to level up and learn more about yourself and go deeper on your journey. And I think that both human design and astrology provide that ability to, you know, keep learning about yourself and keep growing and like, just keep sort of the path towards your highest self open and achievable, Mm. which is so cool. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like so supported in my chart and in, especially the current astrology, I feel like Mm -hmm. for me, like big 2022 energy flows, it's been it's been really amazing. I feel very supported astrologically this year. I know <clears throat> right now as we're recording this, all planets are direct. So I feel like this is some great energy for creating things. And I just resonate so much with my Aquarius rising, which I'm very appreciative of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, I hadn't really looked at the transit chart for you, but like you got some great things going right now with um, with Saturn in your first house in its domicile, like just really giving strength to your first house and that, like how people cool. see you, you know, and then Jupiter in your second house is like, first of all, Jupiter and Pisces, we all know is like big like yes energy like yeah all the good things and then you know your second house of resources like yeah who doesn't want jupiter in their second house (laughs) Uh, so you got a lot of great stuff going on in your chart right now as it is that's cool yeah it's so nice to like see it and have it interpreted because my astrology knowledge is very small so i love working with people like you who get it and who can just look at a chart and read it instantly like i can do with that with human design but i can't do that with astrology <laughs> it's well you know and i would say this might be a good time to say if you are listening and you want to work with transits i would highly recommend and this is like a little bit of a side note but i would definitely recommend just starting with um one or two planets at a time like what i would recommend for anyone who's new to this is working with moon cycles because they're very predictable and easy to follow. And the energy is the same in that it's always either building or falling away. So I I think that's a really accessible way to start working with transits. If anybody out there is like, how do I even get started with this or your chart ruler? So for Mackenzie, for instance, she's an Aquarius rising, so she could follow what's going on with Saturn 
where is Saturn right now? What's aspecting Saturn? And that will give her a nice little like landing ground for how to like work with the energy of the moment. So I hope that's helpful. I love that. That's really helpful for people out there to know where to begin. Also to not get too overwhelmed with transits. That's a great place to start where they can just continually look. Because it sure is confusing. There's a lot to look at. <laughs> well, I think that is a great place for us to talk about human design a little bit more. There are so many aspects to human design. And I know you wanted to speak a little bit to maybe a more like fundamental aspect, which are the types. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So I think people really value human design because you can find very quickly what works best for you. So I'm out here to say like, there is no one size fits all advice. Maybe you actually don't need a morning routine. So, you know, actually maybe there's a way for you to make better and quicker decisions. You can use it to learn and understand the people around you better. Like, for example, why does my partner need so much alone time or need so much rest? We also can use it to apply it to children and the next generation, which I think is very cool because then we will raise the next generation according to their design. So they will have a lot less conditioning to do when they grow up. <laughs> so like, what should you be feeding your kids? There's really so many questions that HD can answer for you. So yeah. And since, uh, since this is sort of the first podcast you have on human design, we could definitely talk about the energy types. So there's five energy types and these are kind of like your, I don't know, like rising sign in astrology or something. Okay. So this is like a way that people can identify with themselves. So before I start, if you don't have your chart yet, I would recommend you go to myhumandesign.com and go to get your chart. And there you can fill in all your information. This is sort of the most, it's the newest and best resource for charts right now. So go to myhumandesign.com to get your chart. We'll put that link in the notes for them too. Cool. That's great. Yeah. And then you'll see your energy type and it'll be one of five things. So there's generator, manifesting generator, projector, and manifestors and reflectors. So generators are 35% of the population and they are really just pure life force emotion. So when they are doing what, what lights them up, they literally create energy. It's amazing. So generators have to be really careful not to do things that they feel like they should do because it will sort of suck the energy from you. So if, if you're not sure as a generator, what lights you up, a really good place to start is just to begin eliminating things that you don't want to do from your life. And by doing that, you will free up so much energy and space in your aura for the things that will light you up to come in. So it's not about going from like minus zero to, you know, plus 100. You have to come to like, or minus 100 to plus 100. You have to come to sort of like a neutral space where you can then invite the things in that really light you up. And so that would be a great place for generators to start if they don't know exactly what they should be doing in this, in this life. Now that tip helped me a lot. I am 
a manifesting generator, which we'll talk about next. But I remember you told me that in my chart reading as well. One of the things that really like excited me about human design was the premise that it could help me make decisions. And I kind of struggled with what you were just talking about, which is that like, well, how do I eliminate things in my life? Like, I don't like my job. So I just quit going to my job. Well, no, you find things about your job you don't like and you stop doing them. So you don't have mm-hmm. to like blow up. Your, you could blow up your life if you want, but you, you definitely yeah. don't have to. Right, exactly. And I just want to touch on that point that the things that you don't like doing, there is someone in this world that loves to do those things. So by giving them up, you give someone else the opportunity to do what they came here to do. So if we can just like put our perspective in that way, I think it's such a great way to achieve, like you're working on yourself, but you're also helping the people around you, which is really powerful. You don't feel guilty about like, cause th- sometimes there's this guilt of us giving up things we don't like doing and it, like, you don't need to because somebody else wants to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Definitely. So yeah, I'll move on to the manifesting generator, which D is a manifesting generator and I am as well. (laughs) So two MGs in the house. MGs are 35% of the population. This is a combination of manifester energy and generator energy in human design. And MGs will really move from one thing to the next that are that is really seemingly unconnected so one day you might work you know selling bridal dresses and then the next day you're an english teacher (laughs) but (laughs) these things all have something in common that they're helping the mg level up mgs learn very quickly so they often take the the things that they need from that one experience and then they're able to move on to the next one very quickly So if you're an MG listening to this, I would say that it's okay to quit. It's in your DNA and you really should be quitting more often and just reframe that word in your mind. You're letting something go. You're up leveling. You're moving on to the next thing. And Dee, I think you're, you're really good at this. Well, as you were talking, I was thinking that has been such a struggle. And what you just said about like letting go of the connotation of quit, that has been really important for me because I think all of us, you know, I don't know, maybe it's not the case for younger generations, but I would say people around our age, you know, we grew up with this idea that you don't quit and Mm -hmm. that is really harmful. Like that has Mm -hmm. been a piece of my like deconditioning process is just Mm -hmm. a reframe of that word. So I think what you just said about that is so important for people to hear. Absolutely. So if you hate doing it as an MG, let it go and see how you feel. And that's really all that matters. And if you are a person who is afraid to quit, like you still feel that fear around it, you can take it one step at a time and even just imagine what it would feel like to let it go. Mm, because, good. you know, it's, it's, you're not actually doing anything yet, but you can get the feeling of what it will be like. And that will give you the courage to actually do it. So that's just one little thing that might help if you've got a lot of fear around that. Cause I can relate. It is scary to let things go sometimes, but necessary. Yes. That's great advice coming directly from NG herself. So <laughs> tune into that. <laughs> okay. So the next energy type are projectors and these are 21% of the population. And projectors are the people who are here to be our seers, like our our visionaries. 
I like to describe projectors as birds. They are like little birdies in the trees on the African savanna, and they can watch what all the other animals are doing because they are gifted with this sight and gifted with this vision. It's not ideal for the for the projector, the little birdie, to do what the cheetah is doing or to do what the elephant is doing. Mm -hmm. But as they're up in their tree, they're on their perch, they can see what everybody's doing and suggest improvements. So as a projector, you will see systems and you will know immediately how to improve them. So I feel there's a lot of dynamics and unlearning for projectors in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. But one tip that I can offer that will hopefully give projectors an immediate sense of relief would be you're not built for the hustle. You're not built for the just do it society. You're not really even built for the traditional nine to five you're built to work actively three to four hours a day and the rest of the time is spent resting and cultivating your genius so that means that you take the time when you're resting yes you are still working but it looks like a different type of work than we're used to seeing so if you can sort of reframe this in your brain and allow yourself to sort of try out this new schedule see how it impacts your energy and your direction in life. So that is a little overview of projectors. Love that. And, you know, you and I have talked about something sort of related to this before, which is old school human design has a lot of rules that seem kind of Mm -hmm. like silly might be the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like, is that really how I have to? It's it's the language of must that we see in the old kind of paradigm. Yes. And I know that you are very adamantly not <laughs> for that. Do you want to like talk yes. about that for a moment? Yeah, that's great. And I think this applies to anything sort of like that was part of the new age. So like new age manifestation, new age astrology, new age human design was all very like only these people can do these certain things. But what we're looking at now is that anybody can do anything as long as they're doing it like in a way that's energetically correct for them. Mm-hmm. So projectors can be the new CEO. They are here to be the new CEO of our world because they're going to do it in a way that suits them and they will be like the most powerful. So I feel like anything we talk about when we're sort of looking back at the old way of doing it, sort of like the new age way, you know, even like manifestation was just like, you know, think positive, like don't look at any of the shadow, but now we're like, go deep, do the work, look at your shadow, and then you'll be able to call things in from a place of like true healing and you're really caring for yourself and coming from like a new self-supported direction. So I feel like this applies to a lot of things as well as astrology. A hundred percent. I mean, it's really all about empowerment. And I just, I thought that was a good moment to bring that in because when we say things like you're meant to like work for three to four hours a day, like, I just want to be clear that you mean do what works for you. Like this is the Mm -hmm. guide for projectors Mm -hmm. and try it out. And if you want to work eight hours a day, then that's what you should do. But probably you're going to feel better if you're a projector and you try this out. Absolutely. Yep. A hundred percent. So that's really good. That's really good advice. Yeah. 
Next energy type, okay, is manifestors. Manifestors are 8% of the population and they are called manifestors because they do not need to wait for collaboration with the universe to manifest. So manifestors, you guys will receive impulses and this is basically like the divine expressing itself through you. The way you know that it's an impulse is if you can't explain it. So if you get like a hit, an impulse, and you can't rationalize it or think it away with your brain, you're just like, I don't know why I'm supposed to be doing this. That is probably something you should try and start following. And at first, maybe just write these down in your notes app and just look and see like what's coming in. And then if you can, in the future, try and start following one or two and see where it leads you. Because manifestors are really here to start movements. You are like the train that we all get on and follow your directions. Mm -hmm. So one thing for, I would say for manifestors to sort of look out for on their journey is um, not everybody's gonna get on your train. And that's okay because that's the universe's way of sifting mm -hmm. the people that should be with you and should not be with you. This can sometimes though feel like rejection. So some manifestors in order to work through this, they can spend their lives trying to please everyone. But if you're a manifester, especially, I think we're all here to work through sort of people pleasing things, but if you're a manifester or an MG, cause you'll have this energy too, remember that you're not here to please everyone. It's not what you came here to do. It's a waste of your precious energy and it can really hold you back from fulfilling your true potential. So yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave it with that because I feel like that will resonate. Yeah, that is so powerful. Like I need to tattoo that on my forehead, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. And then the last one are reflectors and reflectors are 1% of the population. So if you know a reflector in your life, cherish them <laughs> because they are very, very unique. If you look at most charts, there will be color on the charts and energy centers filled in and reflectors don't have any energy centers filled in. They have gates, but they don't have any channels. And because of this, they can feel everything that is going on around them. So in their home, in their family life, and in society, especially. And reflectors really like true mirrors for society and it makes them highly sensitive to their environments. And we really need every single projector to tap into their wisdom. So, I mean, did I say projector? I meant to say reflector. We need every single reflector to tap into that wisdom. Mm. So if you're a reflector, I think one tip that I would like to sort of leave you with is watch out for the fact that everything is contagious for you. So both the good and the bad. And that's why we need you in the middle because we need you to like help balance everything out. So it's also about knowing because everything is contagious to you, it's about knowing times for you to pull away from everything and get in touch with really that blank slate that you are. So come back to neutral because otherwise what will happen is that you will want to do the thing that the person or people around you are doing. Mm. Just very contagious because you're so open to that. And that's how you were designed. 
but it's good for you to be able to balance that out by pulling away from everything and coming back to your sort of true neutral open self. Yeah, so that's your energy type on your chart. When you go to my human design, it's called type, and that's a little overview of um, what's in store for you for those types. So much in our charts, we can go so deep and answer so many questions, you know, from like how you should eat, what you should be, mm. you know, how you should move your body, the best way for you to make decisions. So I feel like there's a lot of things that can really resonate. So do you, as an astrologer, how have you incorporated human design in your life and, and what really resonated with you? If I can like switch the roles and ask you the question. Absolutely. Yes. So I was so fascinated with human design when I found it and, you know, it, it came to me when I was first learning about my chart as well. So I was just really intrigued by everything it could tell me that it could give me like, like you were just saying, like morning routines, um, how structured I should be and things like that. However, I would say the most impactful use I've had for me personally has to do with decision-making because one of the, the things that tripped me up the most in returning to my truest self was not knowing what to do. I felt incredibly indecisive and that was a theme throughout my life. I just never knew what I wanted and I was obviously then really pulled to human design because I had learned about authority and the fact that human design can help you know how to best make decisions for yourself. So for mm -hmm. me, you know, my authority was emotional, but what I learned from our reading together was that I have three emotional ways. <laughs> so then I'm like, no wonder I'm always fucking confused because I have all these different emotional waves. I'm supposed to follow my emotions. So I really like loved our time together. Like that's the thing that stood out to me the most was understanding what it means to have three emotional waves and that I really, cause what I've heard you say before is like, if you have an emotional response or an emotional authority, you need to wait to respond. And that is so true for me. Like mm -hmm. 24 hours is a minimum. I think for other people, for me, that's like not enough. Like I need to wait like several days before I decide mm -hmm. because I'm going to change my mind so many times. And you know, I, I think hearing you say that and seeing that in my chart made me feel better instead of me saying, I'm so indecisive. How come I can never mm -hmm. make up my mind? It's, this is just how it is for me. Like I mm -hmm. need to really sit with stuff and let every emotion play out. And then again, coming back to neutral, I can have more clarity. So th that's yes. the primary way that I've used human design in my life. I love that. And it's really about reframing this idea of saying like, I can't make decisions with like, oh, wait, there's a reason why I feel like it's so complicated to decide things. Mm -hmm. So it gave you that permission to say like, yeah, that's okay. Like that is me. And then you were able to work that into your life saying like, hey, thanks for this input. I'll get back to you next week. Or hey, I really like this idea. I'm going to sort of like let it brew and I'll get back to you tomorrow. So it was able to like give you that empowerment to say like, this is how I make decisions. This is what I need. And then communicating that to your circle, you know, your partner and your family and, and your business relationships. So I think that was just seeing you accept that and sort of seeing that transformation with you was really powerful. Because yes, your <laughs> I remember doing your chart and I was like, okay, she has one wave. 
okay, she has two waves. And I was like, oh my God, she got, she got three waves. Oh, geez. But you know, you gave me like such, and this is what I loved about our reading too, is like, there's so many practical tips, like the idea yeah. of telling people I'll get back to you. I never yeah. felt like I could do that. Like, I felt like right. I had to decide and no, I don't like, no one's going to be mad at you for saying, give me some time to think about it. Right. So yeah. And if they do get mad at you, then they're obviously not good enough to be in your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's what I said. Like, I just like to reiterate, like the chart looks so confusing in human design, but it's really like about taking that and turning it into helpful tips for you to Im sort of embody your life and move forward and with self-acceptance and confidence. So mm. amazing. So yeah. I would love for people to be able to find you so they can have a reading with you, or I don't know what your offerings are right now. So you can go, I'm everywhere um, at shinehumandesign.com. So TikTok, Instagram, and on my website, I offer readings for individuals, couples, and families. And then you can also, if you're not ready for a reading, you can just download information about your energy type. So I want to make that available to people as well so that they can just start with that because if you're able to sort of live your design via your energy type you're already moving mountains for for being like the true person that you came here to be so yeah so that's where you can find me amazing and you just touched on something really important that i think we should talk about which is because there is so many portals for self-discovery within the human design chart would you recommend starting with the energy type as like the primary kind of like way in to working with yes. human design yeah if there's only one thing that you conquer and it's your energy type you will be your life will change so much so that's why i provide also like you can just download information about your energy type on my website and just move forward with that um, as well yeah amazing Cool. Okay. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. This is lovely. This has been so lovely. I love doing this. Well, we'll have you back <laughs> to talk more human design soon. That sounds great. I love it so much. Okay. Thanks, Dee. All right, peeps. That is it for this week. I hope that you loved this episode. If you're interested in finding more about human design or working with Mackenzie, you can find her at shinehumandesign.com. I've got that link in the show notes for you. I also will have the link to my website and to the Cosmic Birth Chart reading links as well. So feel free to take a look at those. And finally, I've got the link to my free resource library. So if you want to just take some time to learn about astrology and lunar cycles and tarot, I've got some free stuff available for you right now. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and you'll have immediate access to that. Beyond that, I hope that you are having a fantastic week, that you are ready for a kick-ass weekend, and between now and next time, you take great care of yourself. I love you. Keep going. Goodbye.